Hello, hello, and welcome to the second edition of the brand new Chris Pods and Things um, podcast. I'm your host, Chris Stevens, and tonight I have the uh, pleasure of talking to two folks that I have hung out with um, before. Um, we went to a, we went to the Tuxedo Show in a, at what was it, the Fillmore? Or? Yeah, Fillmore. Yeah, yeah, the Fil- the Fillmore in August and. They host one of my favorite podcasts and radio shows, the uh, Broad Street Line, which you can hear on Spreaker um, at Spreaker.com forward slash the BS line or on Saturdays on 106.5 Philly Camp Radio out of Philadelphia. And today we'll be talking about the grandest stage of them all without much of a stage, WrestleMania 36. So it's my pleasure to welcome Roy Burton and Chris Domingo to the Chris Pods and Things podcast. How you fellas doing tonight? Doing pretty good. How are you? Doing great, Chris. Thanks for having us on the show. I mean, like, there's so much WrestleMania I can talk to by, uh, by myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't we won't run the three man weave tonight, and we'll just jump right into it. Um, first night was kind of hit or miss for me. I really I want to get started with the women's match because I really don't understand well the well the Raw women's title match because I really don't understand why you don't have Shayna Baszler get the belt over Becky Lynch. What were you guys' thoughts on that particular match? Chris, I'll let you start it off. Oh, okay. Um, I, um, yeah, I, um, I really feel like they're just, um, a lot of these, the decisions that were made in terms of like the women's belts were just, I feel placeholders that, um, that they're trying to, in, in the case of Shayna, Becky, I think they're just, trying to have Shayna elevated on, I guess, not a bigger, well, I don't think there's a bigger stage, but I think with more eyes watching, I, I, I mean, like, that would be my only thought because for me, I feel like, I mean, like, she's obviously like a big draw, but I feel the Becky character has get, gotten rather kind of stale. And obviously I think you need to make the move, but just, I'm just thinking what they thought was like a lot of these, moves to like elevate younger or new talent they feel like they probably want to do that in a different manner or or, or not in front of zero people no yeah i think that's a good point like i I'm thinking about the, the shana baszler thing because i always when i see shana baszler you know the first thing or one of the first things i think of is okay she's kind of like you know they're brock lesnar and i know they had you know ronda rousey but i mean shana baszler is someone from you know mma that people know that there's a name to that that carries some kind of weight to yeah. it and to put that belt on Shayna Baszler, you know, in basically like an arena with no people, I don't know if that's that, that's you, that's how you want her first title reign to go in, on the main roster. So yeah, so it probably makes sense to. I mean, I think Shayna Baszler is going to be, you know, the the next face of of the Raw, or maybe I'll just say the women's movement in, in general in WWE on the main roster. And I think they probably want that to happen in a bigger stage, like Chris said. So. They'd probably like you, like Chris said, put a, put a you know, just put a hold on this for for a while and just wait until maybe SummerSlam to kind of pull the trigger on that. Yeah, no, I feel like like I think like for some matches, like I think this was a match that was a little pro that was a little adversely affected by no crowd. Like obviously, I think there were a few matches where where I think a lack of a crowd uh, was either like didn't hurt or or actually helped it. Like I feel like. Like having like I don't know like a four, like a four minute Brock uh, or a Braun uh, Goldberg squash match that helped ha- having no human being see that in person. 
and and that and that was probably going to be my next stop was the uh the two titles changing hands. Obviously, the one we might as well go ahead and talk about it because I think you, did you guys watch Raw last night? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, bits and pieces. Okay, so we might as well jump right into the shenanigans that uh closed out Raw um last night after <laughs> uh Drew McIntyre had a. Uh, Kicked out of two F5s. The first one at one, I almost choked on my water. And it took four Claymores to take down Brock. And, of course, you know, the whole thing about his 11-year journey, similar to Kofi Kingston ending. And, you know, you figure you leave it at that, especially after he um, he's breaking down in the ring and he points to the camera and says thank you to the millions of us that are watching at home. But, no, Vince McMahon could not help himself. <laughs> he went ahead and sent out the world's largest athlete for what happens to be probably his 14th millionth heel turn in the big show. And who actually has, was, who actually has a new Netflix show where he's a dad, exactly, which, exactly. Which really that like this whole like <laughs> big show thing is just Vince having just time on his hands. Like, I, I, I mean, like that would have been good enough to let go, but yeah, that's, I would say rather unexplainable. Yeah, and, that, and, that, and that's something I wanted to get you guys' thoughts about because, to me, it just absolutely ticked me off because the payoff for Drew was, I mean, granted, you know, it's not in front of 70,000 people. There's no fireworks. You know, it's just him, you know, enjoying this moment in the middle of the ring and then taking time out to thank the WWE Universe. That should have been the end of it. But what, I mean, I, I get the um, show has a brand, has a brand new uh, Netflix series out. I mean, granted... You know, he's probably he probably is the most pop one of the probably the five or ten most popular WWE characters in like pop culture because you know he's everywhere. Like everybody, like everybody knows show, but to kind of, I, I just it, it kind of bothered me to take away from Drew's moment, but I definitely wanted to get you guys' thoughts on you know where you thought that might where that might take Drew from here, even though granted he's still the champion. But I just wasn't feeling it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think honestly, I think it was just a throwaway thing. I, I, I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure it had has to do with that Netflix Big Show show, and you want you know the Big Show to have some kind of platform. And I, you know, I heard that that this Raw was taped right after you know WrestleMania, so I'm sure that these were the folks that were still in the building um, after the show. You know, after they did all the taping, and the Big Show was like, "Yo, I got a Netflix show." I like to promote it, and Vince is like, "All right, well, yeah, let's let's let it roll." So, I, I don't think I don't I wouldn't read too much into it. People hated that, and it was terrible. I mean, there's no 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 point for it. I wouldn't read too much into that other than Vince throwing Big Show a bone because he has a new show, and then we'll kind of see where they yeah. go from there. I don't know what happens next. With, I don't know what happens next with McIntyre, to be honest with you. But yeah, I I, I wouldn't get too been out of shape about. That. Yeah, no, like like this seems like a rather just like I don't know like like a footnote like. When like yeah. when, when like when current state happens again and there is actually people in crowds like people like this isn't this isn't the fiend like like this isn't the fee losing the Goldberg or like I don't know like that's kind of etched in your memory. Well, obviously I don't think it is anymore considering the 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 seven twenty that they did on that character. But like I, I thought about this, guys, who would be a good challenger for Drew McIntyre? Hmm. Uh, does does brand do brands matter yeah or yeah yeah for, uh yeah like just to say like i don't know like obviously you need like a formidable opponent um but obviously you need someone to do the job and the person i thought about well if he can stay off like i don't know like stay off the wellness hit list or not get injured doing commercials 
would be Samoa Joe. <laughs> I think Joe really, and I hate to say it because, you know, granted, the man's been wrestling for 20-some years, and he deserves a shot at the biggest prize in the game. But right now, like you said, Chris, he just can't, you know, he can't stay healthy. He can't, you know, I don't know. I don't know if he has a, um, you know, an Andrade problem. It's not like he's like he doesn't need Stephen A. to tell him to stay off the weed, duh. Yeah. But it just it's just frustrating that the dude can't stay healthy because he's probably one of the top three or four talkers in the co- in the company. Yeah. And he can, and despite being two hundred ninety, three hundred pounds, he can actually go for 30, 45 minutes if you need to. Yeah. No, Chris, I I I I, I totally agree. I think if I think if 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 Vince or the higher ups had faith in him that he could actually, because the last thing you'd want is put the, put, put the belt on a guy and he gets popped for 60 days on a wellness or, or gets injured because like, like the injury history with Samoa Joe is, is very real. So, but I think like, I don't know, you, you would need, cause I don't, I can't think of another heel that could kind of like stand toe to toe, because that's the thing about the, the Drew Brock thing that, that really worked was, it was believable when, like, when 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 Drew McIntyre can kick out of an F five. Like, I, I mean, like, you never see like Daniel Bryan kick out of an F five. So that's, but I think you need that sort of formidable opponent, like stature wise, that would help. Like, I don't know, like you would need, like, I don't know, like Drew to kind of be tested. And I can't think of another guy on that Raw roster, or like, I guess you could throw in some AJ or or, or an Orton, but I think Joe would be the kind of guy where. Because he's gonna have to take an L again. Because like, like he's like, it feels like he needs to work himself back into like kind of the good graces of everyone. Yeah, I think Ort- Orton's probably my guy again. Like, I mean, Samoa's always like, Joe's always my guy. But you know, as soon as you put Joe in the main event scene, he'll get hurt. Like, <laughs> so I can't. I, I'm done. I'm done, I'm done believing. I'm done. I'm done believing in in uh, Santa Claus and and the, the Great Pumpkin. So I think I think Randy. I think Randy Orton. Randy Orton's probably my guy and. And I, I think Randy probably gets one more good run before before he's you know, all done. No, but I think like 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 how would you like how long would you want Drew to hold this? I think you'd want to. I think you'd want like a a a, a similar reign to Kofi, like maybe six months, because like you can't have this guy losing at like Money in the Bank or whatever the hell. The how, yeah, how long? How long did? How long were were Seth when Seth beat Brock? I guess it happened twice. How long were those reigns? Were, that were they that, that was probably like a good six months. Like, like, okay. yeah, I think he might have lost it at like a big, like a bigger pay per view, like a, like a SummerSlam or something. So, like, like I would just like Drew to beat a couple dudes. Like, I don't like like Kofi. Like, I don't think Kofi uh, people realize all the quality of opponents Kofi beat when he yeah. had, when he had that belt. Like he he beat KO. He beat Samoa Joe. He beat Orton. Like, I would like to see that type of, like, I don't know, like, that type of pattern with with McIntyre. I just don't know if there are three guys on that Raw roster worth beating. Yeah, it's true. I think my thing is, um, for me, going away from, like, the, the stature and the physique standpoint, Seth Rollins looked pretty damn evil last night. Um, and that's something else we'll probably talk about as we get more into this um, particular podcast is that, there, um, there, somebody on Twitter that I follow made the point there was more black people on Raw than there have been on AEW in the first six months of their promotion. <laughs> so, when 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 Seth when Seth um did his um, you know, black jobbers don't matter thing to that young man in the ring, he looked really really sinister. And I think 
even though even though Drew said it last night, you know, he was just probably like, you know, spinning his wheels because he was thrown into a match with the big show that, you know, you can't get inside his head. But if there's anybody that can needle someone, as we've seen with um, the, the recent KO uh, run, is it's Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And oh, no. Really- like, sorry, Chris. I totally, you know what? I, I'll, I'll, I'll backpedal on that. Because I think a guy like Seth, like, he's not measured by wins and losses anymore. Like, that's how you know you've kind of made it. Like, I, I mean, no one's going to point to, oh, Seth Rollins is on a, uh, is on a losing streak. I, I mean, the guy's pretty much done everything. So he would be a perfect guy to kind of elevate, like, like McIntyre. They'll probably put on a couple bangers. You know what? That might be, that might be the move. Or you want to jump in? Yeah, no, I don't know. Seth's the guy. Like, like you said, like Seth, like Chris said, like Seth is the, uh, he's the guy who, where he's at a point now, the whole Monday Night Messiah thing. I mean, it's a, it's a great character. Wins and losses don't matter. You can throw AOP in there to be heaters for, yeah. for Seth. Um, so you like, I mean, for, uh, so yeah, so Seth can, uh, so Drew can beat up AOP, you know, AOP one week and then, you know, have a gauntlet match or something like that. I think that's the perfect, that's probably all things considered. That's probably the next feud for, for, for Drew. I can see Seth winning money in the bank and then, and then cashing in on, on maybe, well, maybe teasing and cash in on, on Drew McIntyre. That works. Um, as far as the SmackDown title goes, um, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty safe to say that Roman's going to take that thing off of Braun at some point. The yeah. question is, when do you pull the trigger? See, you know what? I'm not going to uh, – I'm going to be um, the other side. I have a feeling, and, like, I don't know. This is all kind of, like, I don't know, just instinct. I have a feeling with, like – like, and he was totally within his rights to kind of bail on, on with, with his health history, but I have Absolutely. a feeling that he might take a um, – you might not see Roman with that. You might not see Roman with that belt sooner than you think. I, I feel like he'll like because he's another guy that doesn't need belts. Like I don't, but I think they're kind of running out of stuff for him to do. But also, you can't have the belt on Braun. Like for like, I mean, I have a feeling he'll lose that at SummerSlam. The question is, he's kind of a face. So what heel do you do you bring the Fiend back to get his belt? But for me, guys, the fiend is is the Undertaker incarnate. He doesn't need a belt. He just needs to be crazy and just and, and just do his thing. He's I just don't want the belt on him yet. Like put the belt on someone that that needs it. And I don't know what heel on the SmackDown roster needs it. Would would a shin would would, would one of those three goofballs like like for me? <laughs> I would want maybe put the belt back on Shinsuke. I don't. Ooh, I don't. I don't hate that at all. I like that because Shinsuke is doing nothing but surfing. Yeah, uh, no, like days. because I actually <laughs> like that 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 corny trio now. Like because it it benefits everyone. Like I mean, like Cesaro's kind of like the muscle doesn't need to talk, which is is helpful because he can't talk. And and Sammy's kind of the loud mouth, and Shinsuke's kind of that unknown. Like I thought, like I don't know, that was. I I mean most. Most factions are kind of put together at this point, but I think that one works for frankly everybody. No, I think I think it does. I was thinking um, when Braun won, I was I was trying to play in my head scenarios to get the belt back on Kofi. I haven't figured it out yet um, because because that's the guy I want to see get the belt. And I was I saw like Biggie tweeted. He said, you know, Kofi still got a rematch. You know, he still he still owed a rematch. So 
Um, I'm trying to figure out a way. I'm trying to figure out the, the path to get that belt back on Kofi. I haven't figured it out yet. But yeah, if you want to, if you want to kind of throw throw it at one of those other guys, I mean, th- that's a nice little heel stable who can. I mean, look, I mean, you had Jinder Mahal with the belt, had the belt, and he beat Randy Orton three times in a row. So I mean, you can really put that belt on anybody if you want. Yeah, no, and and and, and one for me, like, use that belt to like I don't know, legitimize somebody. Like I mean, the Fiend doesn't need to be legitimized. Like and 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 Braun got legitimized just due to just due to a pandemic. So. Yeah, I think with um, and I and I definitely want to talk about the uh, the Emmy nominated worthy <laughs> Academy Award worthy uh, performances put on by uh, Mr. Mark Calloway, uh, Alan Jones, uh, Wyndham Rotunda, and John Felix Anthony Cena Jr. Because <laughs> those two matches were unlike. I mean, we're both we're all all three of us are around a similar age. You know, we're all like you know. Late late generation Gen Xers, early millennials. So we've been watching wrestling for about a good thirty years, and that is unlike anything I have ever seen in my entire life. And I'm talking about the uh, Firefly Funhouse match. And the thing about that is, is that you 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 see people on Twitter kind of spinning their wheels about it, but all of the scenarios make sense that it's John Cena, you know, embracing the hate, you know, or you know, you know, finally submitting to his own ego six years after he probably should have, which of course we were all ticked off when he didn't do the job for uh, Bray at WrestleMania 30. Now, now we're, now we're seeing guys, you know, we're seeing these two guys, you know, the NWO scene is probably the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. I really hope he jumps into that. But the actual Firefly Funhouse match was just an absolute bizarre piece of work that I hope, you know, pushes Bray well into the atmosphere, into the stratosphere where he deserves to be. Um, let me let me correct you, uh, Mr. Stevens. One, Mr. Domingo was not a fan of Bray Wyatt um, during the Cena Bray Wyatt era. I wasn't. I no, like like oh, wow. we're not playing radio. I have I have never like and and like the Fiend stuff like kind of reeled me in, but I was never like I was never a Bray Wyatt fan until April the fifth, two thousand twenty, like that. And and, and I think like. Like people always like, of course, wrestling Twitter or just wrestling fans in general are just some of the most like, like irrational, intolerable human beings alive. But that was like, that match was for the hardcores. And don't you hear all the time? Oh, they're not, they don't cater to like the hardcore wrestling fans. Well, you got, you got a match that literally like that catered to everyone that's been watching wrestling for 30 years for 20 years, for 10 years, for five years. Like these, this was, this was catered to the people that read wrestlingrumors.com that read that knucklehead Meltzer when he wasn't crazy. Like, I mean that, like that kind of like, no, that just for me was a payoff of, of 10 of, of the John Cena era. And, and just because, well, during this pandemic, I've just been listening and reading anything wrestling related. And Cena was on, Corey Graves' podcast, and he said, like, like WWE's talent overall has never been greater than it's ever been with the with with, with the performance center, NXT, all that. Problem is, they don't have a draw. Well, guys, Sunday night, John Cena created a draw. Because Bray Wyatt, the fiend right now, is the biggest draw in WWE. He is. Which is amazing when you think about it. 
because they absolutely buried that man a month ago. Like I thought the man was I thought the man and the character was done. Like he jobbed out the Goldberg. I don't even know how long the match was. And I'm like, all this build up for this character, which was amazing. And you have this 50, you know, you know, 52 year old part-time guy come in and yeah. kind of kind of just destroy every single every bit of momentum that you had. He beat him with a suplex, Roy. Yeah, because he, yeah, he couldn't jackhammer him. <laughs> and I'm like, fam. No, it wasn't even a jackhammer, it was a jack. <laughs> and I'm like, fam, it's like like this is crazy. Like, like Bray Wyatt is like I thought Bray Wyatt, I thought the fiend Bray Wyatt character was done. I thought the I, I thought he had to reinvent himself again. And you this was and again, this wasn't even that long. It was like 15 minutes, but this was a, a masterpiece that again, like Chris said, it kind of it kind of was a payoff for all the longtime fans. It's like um if you're a fan of like the, the MCU, the Marvel Comics universe, like the last game, end game, the last movie, it had callbacks to other movies, like in the whole saga. So if you were a longtime fan of that, the, of the movies, and you kind of got a, got more than what the average viewer got. I think we all, because we're all kind of hardcore fans, we all got more of that than the average viewer got because the average viewer probably thought they were just high because it was a whole bunch of... Oh, know, no, I like, thought I was high. Yeah. Like, I, 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 mean, I mean, I still cannot get... And one, but this takes... For this to go down, like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, this almost is like a perfect storm because you don't build the fiend like this in if, if the WrestleMania is in Tampa. There's no way. No. Like, I, I mean, people are like, oh, if you put him in the ring and if he beats Cena clean. No. 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 There is absolutely, even if he hit, even if Cena hits him with a chair. No. There's not like that. Like, I, I'm telling you, this is sort of serendipitous where this. You don't build the scene up, the fiend up to be a superstar under any circumstances other than this. And I absolutely agree. And I feel like I was I was all the way in from the um before the before the actual fiend was even revealed because I felt like Bray for the most part was going. I mean, he had already gone down the wrong path when he and Matt Hardy teamed up for uh I don't know. I guess I guess you'd call it a uh, delete fireflies <laughs> or firefly deletion or what, whatever the yeah, hell yeah, ultimate, was going ultimate, on. Between ultimate deletion, I think it was something like that. Yeah, the ultimate deletion. Whenever they were tag team champions for like thirteen seconds, I just felt like, yeah, this isn't working for him. And you know, you're going to waste probably a guy who is a great talker and can work reasonably well. And I'm and you and you, you guys, you guys want to know what really surprises me about how well he works is when he actually does put on the mask and can, you know, do the uh, cross body, I mean, the uh, the hip check or the um, tackle or whatever, and he, he, he can actually go with that mask on because that really has to be a hard apparatus to put on. And he, he manages to put it um, pull it off. I think they said he probably lost like 35 pounds of fat. He's probably 260 now as opposed to when he was like 300 when he was doing like the, um, the ultimate deletion thing. And he really just has, you know, not only just embraced this whole Fiend character, which is probably, like Chris said, Undertaker 2.0. He just really has, you know, put in the effort, you know, not just with the character, but with his physique and his promo work. And there's no reason why he should not be the scariest motherfucker on planet Earth right now. Oh, like it just, oh shit, we could curse on this thing? Great. Oh my god. Yeah. I, I was holding I was holding back for like I should I should have told I should have told y'all that from the beginning. We live, okay. babe. All right, all right. All right, all right. All right. So no more PG thirteen out of me. You're gonna get the rated R superstars very soon. 
<laughs> no, but seriously though, like that match, like Chris said, it doesn't work with a crowd, and that doesn't work unless both of these guys are committed, like one thousand percent committed to it. Because there's a lot of stuff in that match. There's a lot of I don't know self reflection. Yeah. you want to call it, but on the on behalf of mm-hmm. John Cena, kind of realizing that you know the whole the whole ruthless aggression thing, and you know the, not wanting to turn heel. And I mean, there's a lot of stuff where you know people who aren't as confident in their in themselves as John Cena probably would have balked that. Oh, no, oh, no, was, no. Was, all, you know, jo- all John Cena slander ended. All legit John Cena slander ended on Sunday. Like, absolutely. like he is an, like, no, like he, how many guys with the, with the stature and, and the, and the resume of John Cena will, would, would happily agree to being mocked. And ba- like, like, that's the thing is like, I, I mean, like, and, and I wonder, it, like, with the way that ended, do can can you do this one more time with these guys? Like because this feels like like a bat like you can do a trilogy of this now, and I don't know who gets over because one we still have that we still have that sixteen time champion hanging, and do they ever pull the trigger on having Cena be the like be the be the all time winning a champion? See, if you if you do it though, I mean, it has to be like that. Like, yeah, it can't no. be a straight match. It has to be no, John but, Cena but you know, is, conquering his demons kind of thing. Like, is would 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 that be? Because I think because of course these are the things I I literally didn't go go to sleep till like four in the morning on, on Sunday because I was just so hyped about. I can't remember the last time that happened. That might have been like like rest like mania like eight like 17 or something it wasn't it wasn't but, like the night before because like the night before had me going crazy <laughs> no the, the, see, that's the thing was like i i feel like with with taker like they're like because now people are saying oh like this this brings back the possibility you could do like boneyard two with sting oh my fucking god <laughs> i do not need to see boneyard two with sting like like if you threw sting off a roof he'd be dead like physically dead thanks sir you can't no that no i don't know you should not do like uh because boneyard there's more of a and and just say i'm crazy or not there's more of a possibility to do another firefly thing with like maybe another dude who's done bray wrong than boneyard too i would say so because honestly you got to realize something about the two guys that um, that people have been begging to fight forever. Number one, it's not going to happen because Sting, you know, suffered a neck injury thanks to uh, Mr. Rollins' uh, erstwhile buckle bomb <laughs> attempt. And uh, number two, Mark Calloway is 55 years old with two replaced hips. He ain't got that much left. And Sting is 61 now, or, or about to be 61. There's not too much more you can ask of these guys that they already haven't given to the business without asking him to kill them. No, 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 no. But, but I think guys, I think this is more because if you, uh, because if you go back and um, listen to um, the Austin interview with Taker, this is all Taker where like, he feels like, and maybe this, the way that this was received that maybe we'll, we'll find out on this last ride documentary is, is this the way the guy goes out? Not, not going out like I don't know, like I don't know, like choke slam and Cena like for a two minute match or like or losing the Roman. Like I, I just want the dude and but this is all on Taker. Does he does he feel like he has one more in him? See, and and that's the thing. It's like this probably should be 
you know, the way he goes out. But again, you know, if the you know if Saudi Arabia is going to throw another you know seven figure check at him again, like maybe he goes and almost gets dumped on his head again by by Goldberg again. I mean, maybe we get yeah, maybe we yeah, get no, because. No, because I because because I read something where like that fueled him. Right. Like he did not want to go out like a sucker, and, and that and, and I think he said um, like he talked to Kurt Angle, and and Kurt's like, "Yo, why don't you wrestle AJ? Because obviously AJ's an all time right, dude, right. and like and, and and I thought like even in a an actual wrestling match, AJ can make this dude look real good. Well, hell, in in someone's backyard." He made this guy look like a complete badass. Right. And I think AJ was running out of stuff to do anyway because uh, the club didn't isn't having an impact. I think not just creative, but I think that AJ, Luke, and Carl thought it would. So you got to kind of give you know one of your top workers in the company something to do and. You know, if it means, you know, calling out, you know, maybe some stuff about The Undertaker and his personal life, you know, to get him fired up enough to, you know, rev up the bike, give up the, uh, you know, just go ahead and stop trying to put the Hawaiian silky number seven over his face and just tie it back into the ponytail <laughs> and uh, be big, big evil one more time. Then you do that. But now the question is, where does AJ go from here? Like you like we said earlier, once Drew went, went won the title. Is AJ, you know, capable enough to make McIntyre work like, you know, maybe Seth would or Joe would? Because, you, I mean, I, I think AJ at 42, he, I mean, he probably has some tread left on the tire. But the question is, how much of it does he have left? No, 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 no. That's a really good point. And I think that match and and I think Edge said it in, in that documentary. It's like if if they put you with The Undertaker. You've officially become a made man. Like that shows you because th these guys are trusting you with arguably the most like respected wrestler in the history of WWE. So that shows you how big, how they feel of AJ Styles. The question is, is he another guy that's, that isn't judged by wins or losses? Is he at the point now where he's elevating dudes or do you want him with the belt at some point like it it just feels like I, I don't know there are these guys that like i don't know what you want their their role to be like like does does aj styles having the belt again add to the add to the legend of aj styles i just don't know i mean i think i think it probably does but i i really think he's at that level where he doesn't need the belt anymore i think he's 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 one of those guys i call like you know the break glass in case of emergency guys yeah, like you can put him in any spot. You can have him, you know, feud against you know whoever has the belt, or you can have him, you know, in the, on the mid card, or you can have him, you know, just kind of like just kind of just doing whatever. And I think AJ just kind of just this his his presence and his ability in the ring and on the mic. You can put him in a, in a program with anybody, and like the build can be just like two weeks, and you can have a really good believable program. And so I I think that AJ is kind of like the guy who doesn't need the belt might have another run in him just you know just for a thank you aj you know for all your hard work but i don't think he needs the belt i think he's just that kind of like that that good hand that could you can always kind of count on like like i always like i say randy orton's kind of a similar kind of guy like neither yeah. one needs the belt but i mean if you want to put the belt on them for a couple a couple months until you figure something out or if you need them to feud with like your top guys for a couple months you can have aj and randy do that and, and i think they'd be fine with that too but is there another guy at well like, but I think this is all saying is like, 
There isn't after like since McIntyre got the belt, what other guy is should be next in line to win a world championship for like for them to be elevated? Because for me, guys, the guy that I, I, and Roy, you were mentioning Kofi getting the belt. You know who I want a belt on the world belt at some, at some point? Biggie. That's the guy that like would be would would just do wonders like because he's a I mean he's an established dude but like like I just feel like and obviously New Day's like all time but I want this dude I want to push for this dude and it I don't know when it will happen but I hope it happens at some point in his prime. My 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 only worry about that is and you're absolutely right I think E deserves it because. Number one, he's probably the most hilarious dude on that roster. Like, if you follow him, on, I mean, obviously we all follow him on Twitter. Like, he's just irreverent, ridiculous. And going back to the whole Goldberg uh, diatribe on the New Day podcast, like he's just, like he he's just he he's a character. He he's, he's also you know he's he's built like a Mack truck. Mm-hmm. He works hard, and the only problem is with that is you're probably going to have to turn him heel and break up the new day. And I don't think they're ready for the uh, backlash. that. that yeah. It's either, either that, or he's kind of have to kind of wait this. I don't like, I'll say wait this Kofi run out because Kofi's still on a really good run and Kofi still probably, I mean, no, Kofi still is probably the, the bigger, you know, the biggest attraction. in new. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, you saw what Kofi did in that ladder match. He's, he's unbelievable. Um, but to elevate, like you'd have to elevate Big E past Kofi. And I don't know if, I mean that's probably going to take some time and take. Some work. Yeah, no, no, Kobe's because really good. no, because he hasn't like, and I love Biggie, but he hasn't done anything to like jump Kofi. Right, like, like you know how in like some tag teams you just see the guys that are that are it, like like Montez, right, Montez Ford, Ford, yeah, like I like Austin. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, I, I mean Austin Theory is like a future champion and waiting, like and like it, you just like, and, and I guess you're right. You need kind of natural selection to happen where you like where you're not trying to like push biggie over like he just is over Kofi. right yeah i think what happens with that is eventually is that i just i i really don't want new day to break up like i haven't felt and i haven't felt this way about a tag team or a stable ever like we all knew at some point that hunter was going to be a top dog outside of mm-hmm. Degeneration X. We knew that Hogan was always going to put himself above the NWO. The Rock eventually just showed that he was just leaps and bounds above everybody else in the nation. I think the New Day is one of the few teams where everybody just works well together. And they, I mean, I mean, granted, they all have to like each other for a certain amount of time in these stables to actually for it to work. But I think these guys are literally like brothers. And I think if the day if the day comes when they are forced to kind of split apart. It's probably going to be one of the toughest times in WWE history from a fan standpoint because they've just done so much together. But I also it helps that like it's rare that you get face factions because a lot of like the fat the, the great factions have been heels. So like you always have that that built in jealousy thing where like I don't know like one guy's looking over his shoulder. But I think and I think well I I can't shit I can't think of another uh, face faction other than like the Rock and Sock connection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't yeah, it's 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 very rare. And I think that that was something I was gonna bring up, bring back to Roy's point where he said he was trying to think of a way to get the belt back on Kofi was that I thought that, you know, maybe Big E would double cross the new day and, you know, beat Braun and then 
have it set up to where Kofi's out for revenge. You know, Biggie is like taunting him, like, you know, I was the powerhouse of the new day. Mm-hmm. I was carrying you guys. And then Kofi's like, I'm getting my belt back, even if I got to go through one of my brothers. Yeah, no, so, like, and, and, and you know what? Damn it. That would be money. Like, that. that's like a WrestleMania main event. Like, I, I mean, I know at the risk of pissing like a ton of people off, but like, I always go back. What's, what's potentially money and what's potentially like uh like a co-main event of a of a of a big pay-per-view and like and, and one biggie started as a bad guy so i mean like there's not like this history like with kofi like he you can't turn kofi heel he's never been no. a heel but with biggie like you have that sort of built-in thing but like obviously i think for the greater good it will never happen because i don't know if you ever want to break no. up the new day and no. all that and all that and all that yeah, merch they exactly. put on. But that's a great like what if because I would I would love to see those two. Guys yeah, I don't I don't for, yeah for I don't think we'll ever see that. Like you said, like they they sell so many t shirts, they sell yeah. so so much bootios. I mean, like that podcast probably gets you know crazy ad revenue. Like there's no way. Like yeah. like Vince loves money, and Vince is not going to mess up his money. I, I don't see I don't see those dudes oh, no. breaking up anytime <laughs> soon. I don't. I mean that's a, I mean it's the same thing with Cena. Like there's a reason why. Like I don't know. You can't sell teal ass blue shirts for, <laughs> on a heel. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, coming back to the uh, women's division really quickly. Um, Bailey, of course, um, overcame you know the odds and the. Slow burn that is coming with either her turn, her staying heel, or Sasha turning on her. And my question is for you guys, as far as the SmackDown Women's Division goes, where do you, do you think that is just going to be an interchangeable thing where Bailey and Sasha just switch off the belt, or can someone else kind of step in and, you know, maybe make this a little no, more interesting? No, 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 no. There's no, no, like, like there's a lot of talent on on that on that on that, but and like. I see a couple, like, I see, all I see other than Sasha and, unfortunately, Bailey, are just placeholders. Like, 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 I don't know, people that can hold the belt for, like, a couple months. Like, like, have Naomi win it and and have her for a couple months. Like, I I mean, like, like, I I mean, how many times do we need to see Tamina? Like, like, it's the same thing. She's bigger than everyone, but let's gang up on her and have eight people pin her. I I mean, like, who the hell needs to see that shit anymore? Like, I, I mean... I like they need to balance that out and, and like maybe you can get you know like like I think you need to rebalance that women's roster uh, like like from brands like you need Oscar on SmackDown because Oscar really is like the next person who needs like like the fact like Bailey has held the belt longer than Oscar is like a fucking joke. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a good point. I, w- oh, I would actually. say rebalance the roster throughout all three brands because some of your best women are in NXT. Um, and if you yeah. had some of the, some of the NXT women on that SmackDown roster, um, yes, like, like Bianca Belair, like I, I mean, like Bianca Belair has more charisma and potential than shit. Eighty percent of that women, no, sorry, ninety percent of that women's roster. Yeah, like I mean, I know she just got the raw, but like I would rather see Bianca Belair than Lacey Evans like every day of the week. I mean, come on, like I know that Lacey Evans is, is Vince's dream or whatever, but like. Sasha and Naomi and I mean they're all better. Lacey Evans does nothing for me. And, and like, like Chris said, like Bianca Belair is a star. I mean, she's going to be, she should be, you know, the one of the biggest women in in that entire in that entire company. Yeah, yeah no, and like, and you always have Alexa who's like a staple, and like I'm like a big Nikki Cross fan. So I, I mean, but it it goes back to like there isn't 
they don't have anyone new that's that's stepped up. And you still have the same girls, uh, ladies that were there like three years ago. Like it's either Alexa or it's Sasha or it's Bailey. Like, I mean, like that's why at some point you need the usher in that new guard, like the Shanas, the the Rias and, and the Belairs. And I think it's going to happen sooner than later. I, once again, I think we just need to revisit this when they're, when you're allowed to like actually go to a, an event. Like, I mean, like you, you like you don't want to crown these, these girls at a zero person yeah. WrestleMania. I, I, I like, I, I just want to hold off and, and have that crowd pop for like the new champ or for the new era. I absolutely agree. And I'm, I was actually stunned that they went ahead and called Bianca up because I honestly thought that at some point she was going to have a run with the NXT belt. But I figure, I guess my thinking is with creative is that, you know, you've got this hot tag team with the street profits, you know, they're um, the uh, the guy who's probably going to do the Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty thing to poor Angelo Dawkins is married to Bianca. So I guess it's better to have them together at some point. But I really would have liked to see Bianca get a shot at the NXT belt. But if she's going to ascend to a point where she can, you know, maybe challenge a Becky or challenge a Naomi or challenge a Sasha over on SmackDown, then that's fine with that. Because I really feel like people are going to gravitate towards her because Bianca Belair is just walking charisma. Like, you know, she's an attractive woman, but she's also a beast. Like she literally like what she did with Selena Vega, like she clean and jerk Selena Vega. And I mean, granted. And I mean, and I and granted, Selena Vega ain't but a hundred pounds dripping wet, but that's still that is still super impressive to you know clean and jerk somebody and do some squats while you at it. Like she is a stone cold athlete, and I feel like the more people see a Bianca Belair, exactly. the more they'll no, like. Like she does things that that like when you're and and you guys will agree when you see them in front of a crowd or if you see them live, like the shit like Bianca Belair does. Like I I, I could argue and say like two two women on that roster can do. And, and, and it's like becoming like, it's kind of like standing out in that crowd. And like, there's a lot of like, like solid women's wrestlers, but there aren't many that stand out. And that's, I think for me, that's why they'll like, that's why like they want to like keep Becky the champion. That's why they go to Charlotte because God damn man, Charlotte Flair is an absolute incredible wrestler. And like, I, I mean, like piss on whatever the hell she's a, I can't think of five, six wrestlers on that roster, like men or women that are better than Charlotte Flair. I, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to disagree with that. Charlotte's amazing. The match she no, had against like, Rhea was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's why she's on NXT because she's at the point now where she don't need titles. Like, I mean, she might be the first woman you can say that about where she's just going to like have like bangers with, I don't know, like Io Shirai or, 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 or whatever that like, cause I think now that that's what you're going to see is NXT, like slowly becoming like not this developmental brand. Yeah. I think that's probably what they're aiming for. And I guess that's probably why Meltzer went, went ahead with the uh, ridiculous notion that uh triple H was being demoted or, you know, what at what have you? Yeah, that fucking but guy. It's clear that <laughs> no, this guy like this guy had the nerve to say that um that that um yeah um this was before WrestleMania. Vince McMahon does not deal well under pressure. I'm like, uh yeah, yeah, the same guy who um who um who almost got sent to jail by the guy who he basically made Hulk Hogan. But yeah, but oh, oh but he's terrible under pressure. 
Yeah, like, like that, like Vince Mc, like Vince McMahon, like the man actually won a wrestling match against God for crying out loud. <laughs> there's, there's not, there's nothing that Vince McMahon won't do to secure no, and, his back. And I and, think, guys, like, just think of the magnitude that they, like, the the circumstances they that they had to do a WrestleMania in a zero seat arena within what? Like, when did when did shit go south? Like, uh, three, yeah, and three weeks, weeks ago, yeah. Wrestling- yeah. Can you imagine mm-hmm. like having to say, "Yeah, let's um, let's reboot damn near everything." Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. On top of that, Roman's gonna boot out. So how the hell are we gonna do that? Only WWE because if if because if Tony Khan and Chris Jericho and Cody Rhodes had to do this, you would probably be seeing Charles, Kenny, and Shaq yeah, on reruns. No, like on Wednesday. like 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 <laughs> like that. I feel is like other than the obvious wrestling takeaways is man. WWE has some talented ass people because the, the production for that boneyard match, you ain't you're not getting that anywhere else. Like you're not getting that in any mm-hmm. industry. Like the stuff that like the way that was produced was like that was like an episode of like Buffy. Yeah, and, and, and just just to kind of just to kind of follow up on that, like and the the biggest thing about that, like you said, three weeks ago, you know, we were we were in a totally different spot. The two things that everybody's talking about. Would not have happened other, under normal circumstances. Nope. Like if we had a WrestleMania in Tampa with eighty thousand people and all that other stuff, there would be no Boneyard match. There would be no Firefly Funhouse match. There would be no matches that that we would talk about. Well, I, I wouldn't say I won't say no matches, but those are two matches we're going to talk about for twenty years. Those, yes. those would not have happened other mm-hmm. under normal circumstances. Mm-hmm. So unless some of this, some of these other match, like I don't know if we're going to God bless Kevin Owens and 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 uh, Seth Rollins, but if Kevin Owens did that in front of a crowd, I mean that'd be nice. But we're not going to talk about it twenty years from now. We're going to be talking about the Boneyard match and the Firefly Funhouse match for years, and that would not have happened under regular circumstances. No, it, it's rare nowadays to get like the moment. Like, I mean, like, there are, like, I mean, we all know it. There's just, there's just moments. Like, I don't know, like, like the Austin, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, blood. Like, I don't know, like, like Hogan right. and Rock looking at, like, the crowd in, in Toronto. Like, Daniel winning the championship in New Orleans. Like, you got two of those in two days. Yeah. And that's something else I wanted to talk about. WrestleMania going forward should be Saturday and Sunday. All right, I'm we got to we got to figure this out. We're we're smart guys. Let's figure this out. Can 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 you? Okay. I don't right. know if you can sell out in a, a stadium two nights in a row. So so oh, how no. do you do this? Oh no, like no, I actually I actually thought about it, and 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 we're gonna we're gonna go in that hot tub time machine to nineteen eighty six WrestleMania two, okay. where they had it in different locations. And you have an East Coast show and a West Coast show. Ooh, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. <laughs> I don't hate. I don't hate. I, I like it. You I don't like think it. you can? Like, like I don't know. Like and 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 one like it, it happens all the time. Where like I don't know. Like people like and you don't need to know like the matchups like in advance. Like people will say, "Yo, WrestleMania tickets on sale at SoFi Stadium or, or Vegas or some shit." And then you'll say, "Oh, at the link." <laughs> they go on sale here. Like, people are going to know. Like, and, and I think somehow, guys, I think Vince might have stumbled onto a new, like, plan. Because I think if, if you put them in different regions, mm. I think you can get people to go 70,000 one show and, and, and 70,000 f- for the other show. 
kind of like that. I kind of like that. I'm not lying. To, I'm not gonna lie to you. I kind of like that. And, all right, so let's 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 play this out. A, well, yeah. let's play this out a little bit. All right, so you have the two Saturday and Sunday, and then you have because again, it's a whole week of stuff. So you have you can have the takeover that Wednesday in one of the cities, and then you can have. Oh no 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 guys! Takeover becomes part of. Oh, this. so takeover is part of night one. I gotta be worked this. Okay. No, no, no. Right. Takeover. No, NXT is part of. Oh. All this. So you. Okay. Get... So how does so how does that work? So like. No, it just means like I don't. That okay. part I'm all not right. sure, but I think like there's like enough like because for me like the biggest problem with with a lot of WrestleManias have been they're just too right. long. Like I, I I mean like by the end I mean like like. Did anyone really give a shit about that Becky Lynch match? It was like at yeah. twelve thirty, right? And, and like, I think, like, obviously, is it going to be if you do this two WrestleManias are both going to be like three and a half hours? No, but you know what? They're not going to be six. <laughs> hmm. mm-hmm. I like yeah. I like the two city thing. I like it. I got it, and, and that builds. Yeah, I gotta say, I'm no, and that, that just well. builds up. Like, I, I mean, because, like, it, it's like it would be like a festival where, like, I, I know it's like it's like week one of like Jazz Fest, where you're like, yo, I want to go to Jazz Fest, but yo, where do I want to go? Do I want to go week one where I see like I don't know Thundercat, or week two when I see, I don't know Al Green? Like, it, it's just those things where, like, I, I think this might and and one. It's more ticket revenue, and it's more, and that's an extra day of pay per views. Yeah, the only, the only, I, when I when I brought it up on Twitter, some people were asking me, well, "What are you gonna do with Takeover? What are you gonna do with the uh, Hall of Fame ceremony?" You could put the Hall yeah. of Fame ceremony on a Friday night, really, because I mean, it's not really going to be one of the. I mean, I mean, it's an important event, but it's not like linchpin worthy. Like you could put it on a Friday night. In like yeah. an amphitheater downtown, or or one or or one of the or one of the basketball size arenas, if you really want to have it that big, because I don't think I don't think seventy thousand people are going to want to see no, some Blue Jeans no, give speeches. That, I mean, that Hall of Fame shit is so overrated. <laughs> like I, I mean, like it, it, one one, it's annoying <laughs> as hell because you got these people just chanting dumb shit. Like I, I, I mean, like no, and, and and someone said said too, like why don't you just move that to like a SummerSlam weekend in the summertime like does does it really need to be WrestleMania weekend yeah well it's going to be SummerSlam this year you know due to the circumstances that, that's fine like yeah. it doesn't matter but here but here you go let's let's do the schedule so you can have so you can have let's say you have takeover Wednesday Hall of Fame Thursday you have Smackdown Friday you have night one Saturday night two Sunday I mean you can have you can break it up I mean no, but no, but where are you having well, take takeover and SmackDown are just going to be in arenas? Like you're just going to those, those are just arena shows. No, like but no, but so what they'll be in uh, they'll be in opposite West? cities. So the, the Friday, so okay. SmackDown will be Friday, and that'll be the same city for night two. So you so oh, so oh, like oh, kind of alternate it. So, all right, so you get yes. so you get each city yes. gets yeah. two. So each city, so you events. get a SmackDown and WrestleMania night two, and then the other city gets takeover and then night one. Oh no! Like, like th- this is one of the few positive things about the dumbass pandemic is like, like because that I I felt like just because usually like at the end of a WrestleMania I just want to go to sleep, but like, but like after that, like I mean Saturday was it was done at like ten o'clock and I'm like oh let me jump on Twitter and see what people are saying about the Boneyard match or like it it just it was just more of like a pleasurable experience watching from home. Just imagine how much more pleasurable it is being in being 
in the are- in the stadium when it's happening. Hmm. I think so. I think we may have stumbled oh, no, onto I, something I, here, gentlemen. I not, well, <laughs> obviously, I don't think you can have it next year because I think they're they're hell bent on on making this LA this Hollywood Mania literally the biggest wrestling. Yeah. Because like, well, yeah. after this year, I'm pretty sure Vince is saying he's making all the calls right now. He's like, damn it, Rock, damn it, don't make that Hobbs movie. Don't make that Hobbs movie yet. Damn it, come on. Oh, by the way, I I will never, and I mean ever, get over that puppet saying that's good shit. Like that will be etched in my mind for the end of. <laughs> my question is, how does John feel about that? Because I mean, granted, I don't think I, I don't think John said it, you know, as like a catchphrase, but that just shows the genius and the yes. hubris of Vince McMahon to be able to to be able to. Hear one of his former talent pretty him. much say that on him. He he's out of touch. That's the thing about Vince is Vince will always get the last laugh. Like he's getting it now. He's getting it now always. with CM Punk. We're always. Like, I think CM, like, I don't know, like, like he sent his agent out to talk to Vince. He's like, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> like he turned like a joke on the internet to literally his benefit. only only Vince McMahon only Vince McMahon I mean what other like would you expect anything less from a guy that that had people literally kissing his ass in the ring ugh (laughs) I don't I don't think so um close um I think we covered pretty much oh we did we we did we didn't talk too much about the uh, tag team matches we'll close out with that and I want to play a quick game with you guys once we do get towards the end, um, once we di- discuss the tag team division. But what do you think happens? I mean, obviously, I think I think the triple threat happened because Miz was sick and people didn't know if he was, uh, you know, COVD-19 uh, positive or not. But that turned out to be a great match, you know, between three, you know, really solid athletes. And where do you think the SmackDown tag team division goes from here? Because I think, obviously, Street Profits, Probably hold on to the raw belt for a while until they're ready to yeah, turn Montez against Miz and Morrison are really good team. They they have really good chemistry. Um, I think they just kind of hang around and kind of just do their thing until somebody else steps up. Because again, we're at a point they Usos don't need to belt. Like New Day, New Day doesn't need to belt. Yeah. I mean, again, if you want that um that that new League of Nations team to kind of like you know kind of come out the belt, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed <laughs> to a, to a Cesaro Shinsuke tag team. Yeah, no, but I'm a like yeah. I think they need to keep because I'm a like I I don't know what his what his history was like I don't know I'm not sure if he was like a main event player in his first hit. I'm a big John Morrison fan. He is really athletic, and I, I mean like he's he's got so he's got a decent shtick, and I, I think like with him and Miz, they're just they're they're just an ideal like tag team for the moment. I absolutely agree. And who would you who would you guys feel like would take will finally take the belts off the profit? I mean, not finally. They just Ooh, want that's it. That's a good question. Who takes the belts um, off the profit? I had to guess, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this out of left field. If I had to guess, because I don't really see anybody on that on that raw roster right now to to to, to be that. So I'm gonna go out of left field. I will say DIY. I think DIY. I think once they kind of figure out, Ooh. you know, finish this whole thing, and then I think no. it's them. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go the same way, but I'm gonna go. Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish got it. Like I mean, like no. The thing is, mm-hmm. I, I like legit tag team 
winning the belts. And like, no, and you know a team that, you know, I thought about it, that's probably going to win um, the belts over Morrison and Miz at some point. And you know what? Give it to them because they're funny as hell. Um, heavy machinery. Like, they'll be like a placeholder. But I, I like, like, they're one, like, like, crazy or not, they're one of the more popular teams because yeah. of my man Otis. So, I mean, like, like I'm a big fan of rewarding actual tag teams. Like, and and keep the, keep the belts on the street. A while. For yeah. shit. For, yeah, till, till further notice. Because I just hate, like, giving up belts to, like, to, from legit tag teams to, I don't know. I like, I love Austin Theory, and, and Gars is awesome, but don't give the belts to them. They're just, they're just doing something. They're, they're just here to do anything. So, I mean, like, I, I, like, but I do, but I do think at some point an NXT tag team is going to come up to Raw. Yeah, I would say so. And just close it out. Um, obviously the road to WrestleMania this year was interrupted by, uh, COVID-19, but I want to, I want to get you guys, I want, I want you guys to play, uh, you know, even though you don't lisp and you're not racist, I want you to play Kevin Dunn and you guys don't have gray hairs. Like, so okay. you can't play, you can't be Vince McMahon, but I want you to play Vince McMahon. If you could book the road to WrestleMania 2021 oh, Hollywood baby. edition from yes. now until yes. then, oh, oh my God. how would you do it? Chris, you made my day because now I can oh, bring God. Out- he, he does this all the, the time, by the way. No, 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 Roy, Roy will, 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 will fuck with me forever. Cause like, it could be like June 18th. I'm like, Hey, how can we build a like mania 39? And I'm like, no, because no, cause, cause one, like, I, I mean, I mean, I think we, like, I think ever since the, like the location for WrestleMania came out, like, like a month or two ago, I, I think we all can agree that this is going to be the big one. Like, I mean, you're open, you, you, shit, you're going to be in a damn brand new stadium, LA Hollywood. I, I, I think everything and everything is, is on the table for a WrestleMania 37. Hmm. I'm trying to think of matches though. I'm trying to think of specific matches. Like who, like, obviously like your stars are like, obviously you're going to have a, a Roman Reigns, a, a Charlotte Flair. Like, I, like if you know, all things considered, like I would love to see. I really would love to see. I don't, I don't know if Dwayne's going to get back in the ring. I would love to see Roman Reigns in The Rock. I really would. Like, I, I really would like to see the two of them go at it because, because mm. I, to yeah. me, that's a, that's a money match. Like, that's money. No, but I think like I would, I, I totally agree. But how do you, who do you flip? Like, who's because one. Does that mean you flip Roman as a heel? And I know it's tough because of everything, given the circumstances. Like, is Roman a heel? Um, because could because could you imagine Roman being the good guy? He will get right out of that out, out right. of any stadium. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the thing. It's like I don't know how you get to that point. Like, I really I don't know. Like, I don't know how you make it. How you, first of all, I don't know how you get to that point. Second of all, I don't know how you how much money you have to pay The Rock to to actually take a couple bumps, but. That to me is like the the super big. Well, I mean, there's a couple big money matches because again, you got to go big. So it's it's that it's probably like Cena, Daniel Bryan. Um, oh, oh, oh no, I've already thought about this because this is what happens when you live alone during this fucking thing. All right, I, because I I I think we saw the money that that these two make, and and I'm gonna say it. It's gonna be belt for career. The Fiend versus John Cena. If Cena loses, he retires. And Ooh. if he wins, he's the GOAT. Ooh. 
But here's the thing, though. But like, don't you have to bone, don't you have to uh, firefly that thing? Like, you can't have a match. You can't. So you can't. Can, you can't go I don't back think to it. So. I don't. I don't. Well, I don't know. I mean, look. I can't put anything past WWE anymore because what I saw this weekend was way better than than it should have been. I don't know if you just have a straight match. I don't. I don't know. It's well, unless it's like a, one of those falls count anywhere, literally anywhere, and then you wind up wrestling inside of like the funhouse with you know with with, with the, yeah, with the yeah, rabbit, no, you know, yeah. rambling rabbit. Yeah, something like yeah, something like that. Like like so yeah, because I think because I had no idea like because this was when I just started watching wrestling again. I had no idea Bray was that big in 2014, and I had no idea the backlash that that he, that Cena had when he didn't put him over. So. I mean, like, because I still think you have like something. One, you you have one more money match between these three because I think you you just got people wanting more at this point. And, and one, I it still comes back to what is what is the singular biggest like stipulation or thing you could put out there for people to come in. We're like, oh man, do you want to watch the thing where John Cena loses and might have to never wrestle again, or? John Cena replaces Ric Flair as like the guy who's won the most championships. Because unfortunately, guys, John Cena is still like other. Like, I mean, over other than Bray, John Cena is still the biggest draw in WWE. Well, you know, Cena and probably somebody who we haven't seen probably Ronda Rousey. I would imagine Ronda Rousey wrestles next year. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it's Rousey yeah. versus Flair. You know, Charlotte Flair again. Like, I don't. Or 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 no, I, I think it's Ronda. No, you, you're right. Like I, I think it's Ronda. I think it's Ronda Becky. Yeah. I mean, again, those are those are your big draws. So, and who the hell knows what you do with with four or <laughs> like shit like that? Like, hopefully, no fucking Goldberg anymore. Uh, well. I'm sick of him. No, no, but like, but you see it. Like, I, I mean, like, there are just dudes that that wrestlers in general don't respect at all. Like, and Goldberg is absolutely one of them. And you just you just see all the comments when he loses. For actually, when do you ever see that? Because you usually see. Like the wrestlers support of each other. Like I mean, hell, when when McIntyre won, people are like, "Yo, congratulations!" But when like Goldberg wins, like you have Riddle saying, "Oh, Willie G, shout <laughs> shout at me, bro." I don't think. Yeah, I think. I think. I mean, granted, you know, people of a certain age still pop for that. You know that Sparta theme music, the spear, and or as Chris, and as Chris called it, it's not a jack hammer anymore. It's just a jack. So people will still pop for that, you know, for the moment, but you have to really start thinking about the future. And I think that's probably what's frustrating to a lot of the internet wrestling community is that you see a guy like Goldberg who is, will be 54 in December. He doesn't, you know, he obviously, I mean, he (laughs) damn near killed Taker over in Saudi Arabia, like killed, killed, like, like dead, dead. And, you know, you can't keep putting that guy out there, number one, risking, you know, the, the neck of the most respected guy in the business and where he might injure a potential game changing talent before they ever get started. So you got to move on from, you know, guys like Goldberg. I mean, see, I mean, Cena at 43 can still give you decent matches, but he's he's I mean, he's going to be hot. I mean, he's 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 at the Dwayne stage. Pardon the stuttering. He's at, he's at the Dwayne stage now where Hollywood is really about to be his main thing. That's why, you know, I'm really genuinely surprised that he hasn't said anything about his former girl uh, finally uh, becoming with child. <laughs> so that was that was the one thing that, you know, was holding him up, you know, that 
Nikki wanted kids. He didn't want kids. And now that he's free to just be, you know, Hollywood John Cena, I don't think we're going to see too much more of him after he uh, no, gets no, number and 17. I guess the question is, when does that happen? Or, 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 or does it ever happen? And I think it comes back to who, like, who do you want the main event play? Like, just if you threw in a bucket of five people or, or six people, because you'd have like, or you'd have, you'd have two kind of two main events for each thing, or, or no, you'd have like, I'd say like, no, two main events. Who would you want the people to be in that, in that main event mix next year? We'll see. Well, before we talk about the guys on the roster, like we, if you have to fill 16 and 20 matches, you're still going to get the Cena matches. You're still going to get the Goldberg matches. Like, I don't think we can, I mean, I know we want to get away from it, but I mean, we had what 20 matches this year. We got an, we got a taker match. We got an edge Orton match. We got a Cena match. We got a Goldberg match. I mean, you're still going to get some of that. Like one of those yeah. nights or whatever, whatever the main event is going to be one or probably two of them is going to be some, I don't want to say old guy, some led, some, some legend old from guy. a long time ago. And it's like, Oh, uh, uh, no. For, yeah. No, Roy, for me, it's not even that because I agree with you. Like you'll always have like a nostalgia guy. Just no more Goldberg. <laughs> I'm sick of Goldberg. Like, I, I mean, and, and one, like, like Chris mentioned it, like the frustration with like wrestling fans with like getting like guys not getting elevated. I, like, like, like obviously there, a lot of it has to do with, 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 with booking and, and just like, I don't know effort, but let's put some on those yeah. wrestlers too, because like, I, I mean, like, how many of those guys have actually like I don't know like like can you legit say yo if this dude like had like more of like a push or something like Cesaro like Cesaro doesn't <laughs> speak and he doesn't want to speak like like it drives me crazy when I hear like these wrestling marks say oh Cesaro should have a championship you know he has to cut a promo at some point don't you <laughs> and like, like, I feel like that's just like, that's the other side of it. It's like, like, I just like a lot of the guys that, that have gotten like, like, I, I guess like, because really like how many of these guys would you trust? Like it, all things being perfect and these guys getting the right push, would you be comfortable? I guess like basically putting the, putting the company on its back because I think Cena said it too. It's like, this is just a different era. Like none of these guys feel pressure. Before in 2002, you had you had legit pressure to that you would either lose your place or lose your job, and with the way WWE is, there's no pressure, and I think that has something, and that's probably that that has the bookers not being desperate. Like you see what happens when WWE is desperate; they put on a health of a show. Yeah, that's the thing. It's given the environment, though. Like, there's less of a, you know, less less pressure just on these guys. Because, yeah. Oh no, but AEW. You know, so you can just go to AEW. Like Luke Harper was doing nothing in WWE, and now he's in AEW and like major programs. So it's like you could just go. Like you can, you know, you can do whatever you do in WWE, and if it doesn't click, I mean, you know, you have a home somewhere if you can if you can go. So like, yeah, like you said, like it's just a different era, and and I mean, I'm sure somebody. Or a couple of somebodies, whether it be men or women, step up. I mean, Becky Lynch stepped up, and, and credit credit to her. Yeah, um, no, no, yeah, no, exactly, no. But like, how many of those Becky right, Lynches are there? Right, not many. And like, and, and like, that's one of those things where like, yo, know, grab the bull by the horns and like do something. Like, and, and and I don't know, 
And I don't even know who the hell that is. Like, I, I mean, like, like Becky was always someone that like people were like, oh, I think there's more there. But how many of how many other are there? There's more there wrestlers are there in WWE. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much, you know, the same way with you guys. You know, the talent does have to step up at some point. I really wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, maybe raids, more raids on like Ring of Honor and different, you know, outposts at some point because AEW, for all of its warts, and for me, the main wart is there's really no diversity among, you know, in terms of like race and, you know, color. But they still put on a pretty solid program, you know, on Wednesdays, even if it's, you know, much like WWE in, a, in an empty uh, studio or what have you. But I feel like as long as Vince understands that, you know, he's got to start, you know, turning it over to like Hunter and some younger heads at some point, then I think everyone feeling like WWE is going to fall off is just, you know, wishful thinking because they've been doing this far too long to just and have like thing. a WWE is, is everybody's goal. Like everybody's trying to get to WWE. So like you're, you're going to have your pick of, you know, 80 to 80, you know, 5% of the best talent in the world. And it's just up to you to kind of cultivate them and kind of figure out which, you know, who's going to be the guy. I mean, all, you know, all, you know, all credit to AEW, but like nothing or nothing like the, the talent, like the, 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 there's a, there's a large gap in talent between the two, you know, the two brands. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. And, and I still ask, who's the number one, who's the number one draw in AEW? Like, because if, if there was this big ass draw, you don't think a wrestling freak like me, like I still have not like, I, I'll hear some secondhand stuff. Oh, this Cody stuff, MJF. Like, like who is like, who, who's the top dog in, in, in AEW? <sighs> That's a good question. I mean, Moxley has a belt, but I mean, like, yeah, but like, like, uh, like, <laughs> so fucking overrated. Oh my god, sick of him. I know. You know what? I was so glad Vince turned turned the tide on him because because people just kept like because people would just mock Vince, be like, "That's good shit." The fact Vince used it, like, 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 I would have loved to see that that dude's mug because he, you know, he was watching because Renee was watching. Like, could you imagine how hot he got? He probably wanted to find like Alvarez and like have another dumbass podcast. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna that's gonna put the wraps on it because um you got are you guys gonna um tell tell everybody about yeah, your so we do a um, show, show as Chris so, mentioned you know, at the on, top on the way out of here. Line. Uh, every Saturday, 10 a.m., 106.5 FM, WPPM LP in Philadelphia. Uh, we also do Spreaker shows as well. We've been doing less shows, obviously, because of everything that's going on. Uh, we're going to do a show this week because we got we got to talk some wrestling. And um, there's, actual, there's actual sports to talk about or possible sports coming up. So if you guys wouldn't mind just tuning in to the Broad Street Line, you can download us wherever you get your podcasts. Again, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, check us out. Um, and Chris, Mr. Stevens, we will have you on the show very soon as well. Yeah, absolutely. Once once this dog on Rona gets up out of here, I'm due for a Philly trip. So we can we we can do the Philly camp thing. We can uh yes, hit sir. hit the restaurants because yes, you know Let's go. you know food's Let's always go. good. <laughs> so I'm I'm absolutely down. So no, definitely no, thank, thank you guys you. again this for coming was, on. Greatly this appreciate was it. Rad as hell, man. Like I I needed an outlet because I like like because at, at, <laughs> like at these times I think you'll you'll take any sort of human interaction you can get and it, and what better than than people from Twitter who I actually like? 
<laughs> All right, guys, thank you for coming on. Greatly appreciate it. And definitely want to thank y'all for listening. Um, If you want to find us, you can find us at anchor.fm forward slash Chris Pod and Things, the letter N and the word Things, T-H-A-N-G. We're also on Spotify, working on trying to get a couple different, you know, locations as well. But definitely want to thank Roy Burton and Chris Domingo from the Broad Street Line for coming on. And thank you all for listening to Chris Pods and Things. Until next time, be safe.